If we're gonna play games, I'm gonna need a cup of coffee. The good cop, bad cop routine? Not exactly. How about you start with the head? The victim gets all fuzzy. Why do you wanna kill me? I don't wanna kill you. What would I do without you? To them, you're just a freak. Like me. The Dark Knight, Witty PG 13, theaters and IMAX July 18th. Coming up, why so serious? It's a new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast, that's why. Coming up next is The Dark Knight. Okay, welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast, everybody. Uh, actually feels like an NBA team tonight we've assembled here for this episode. Uh, I'll play Chris Paul, uh, point guard. Uh, guess who's finally back? Lucas, how's it going? Hello, I have returned. Good. I was actually like wondering if you were ever going to come back. It's always you've got some fucking thing going on. You're either having a baby or having COVID or something. Like, How many more excuses are you going to burn through? Well, shit. Uh, deer ran through my front window. I'm going to steal that one from you. Okay. Uh, house isn't haunted yet? <laughs> Not yet. It's working on it, though. All right. Uh, we've got producer Adam on the program this evening. Adam, how are you doing tonight, man? Great. How's everybody else? Uh, doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. And we brought back, uh, actually, it seems like one of our three revolving uh, guests, uh, Luke is joining us tonight. Luke, how are you doing from Cincinnati? Doing doing great. S- settling in back in Ohio. Good deal. Well, Ohio is glad to have you back. Actually, <laughs> we'll see, it, was in the, it was in the local paper. They they advertised you were back in the state. So like ticker pretty, tape parade. Well, I don't think they've put that together yet. But it was in, it was a blurb in the paper, right next to it. like the Fourth of July parade. It's like, oh hey, by the way, I guess who's back? Uh, well, today's episode, we're doing the Dark Knight. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy episode seemed to be really popular, so we kind of wanted to dive into another comic book movie. Uh, I didn't want to go with a Marvel movie, because I actually prefer this one. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this one? Lucas, I'll let you start, since you're coming back finally. Uh, well, I, I am technically a co-host, I guess. Technically, even though I think Adam's been on more shows this year than I have. Well, Adam hasn't given me money yet. You gave me uh, 50 bucks last week. Come back. <laughs> um, I think this movie is excellent. Uh, it makes me really sad that Heath Ledger's gone because mm-hmm. I wonder if perhaps he would have been in Dark Knight Rises and, you know, caused even more chaos in that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was supposed to. Was he? Mm-hmm. And I love Christian Bale in the role. Mm-hmm. Even though he's apparently a giant asshole, that's in real life to the cast and crew. But yeah, this is I went and seen this night one, um, and I went with my uh, sister and brother in law, and she got this giant tub of fucking popcorn and dumped the entire thing right before the movie started. <laughs> so luckily it was free refills because she the whole floor. I can only imagine the sixteen year old kid that had to come in there and clean the theater like fucking bitch sitting in the back row yeah she does listen to the show by the way so might have to edit that out nope okay nope. well leave it in there you deal with it i won't um <laughs> luke uh thoughts on the dark knight uh you know i hadn't seen it in a while I, I watched it a lot when uh 
you know, it first came out. On As like, a matter of fact, I believe you and I went and seen it two times opening weekend. We did? I think we did, yeah. <laughs> Busted, that was, whew, what a blur. <laughs> yeah, I Jen had to remind me about that. It was okay, a long good, time ago, fellas. It, don't remind me. But no, I was actually kind of worried about revisiting it because I remember having some problems with it. Not big problems, but like some things that I was like, you know, you know they could have done this better and this better. But sitting down and like really watching it again, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Some of the stuff that I thought wasn't earned in the movie, you know, I feel like they did a they did a better job than I gave it credit for when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, it's been a while, but no, I think it holds up really well. I really, I really enjoyed watching it again. Adam, what about you? Um, this is, uh, probably my, um, my favorite Christian Bale Batman, um, uh, movie, but it's not my favorite Batman movie, um, for a few reasons. Um, I, hold the unpopular opinion that Heath Ledger isn't the best Joker, but I mean, I'm sure that's okay. Be... Episodes over everybody. It was Horror good shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aside from that, like this, this is my favorite one uh, because of Heath Ledger. Now uh, he's not my favorite Joker, but he's my favorite character in this movie. So, um, and I, I do remember uh, seeing it in the theaters. I don't remember when I know it was an opening weekend, but it was a it was a really fun watch just because me and a whole bunch of friends went to go see it. Oh yeah, well you guys pretty much touched on uh, all the points that I had. Although uh, for me too, also I'm a huge fan of the movie Heat with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and this movie really has a lot of that style to it. So I kind of like it's kind of like watching Heat except for it's got superheroes in it. So I also thought that point was kind of cool. Um, Actually, doing a little research, uh, 2008 was a pretty big year for superhero movies. Uh, this movie came out, and it was also the birth of the MCU. Iron yeah, Man Iron came Man. out this year, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was sandwiched in between. It was uh, Iron Man, and then we got that shitty Indiana Jones movie, and then we got The Dark Knight later on. I thought you didn't acknowledge that Indiana Jones movie. That, that I only made it as a talking point. That's it. It still doesn't <laughs> exist. Well, now it does now. You just talked it into existence. No one listens to this show anyway, so it's like it's, if a tree falls and no one's around, does it make a noise? Hey, India loves us, and we love India. We, that's true. We make a That's true. We're, we're just the noise podcast. You guys are bringing, bringing like very valid points so far. Um, also, a little research, too. I noticed that uh, the year after this movie came out, the, the Academy Awards, they expanded the Best Picture nominees to 10. And I was looking at the nominees for that year, and it was Slumdog Millionaire, which won, Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and The Reader. Now, looking back so many years later, do you think that any of those movies are better than this one? No. No, I don't. I mean, I don't. Luke, what do you think? I, mean, I, like, I think Frost Nixon was really good. Frost Nixon I, is <laughs> very good. It's really good. But I don't know if a, I'd put yeah. it ahead of this one, though. I personally thought Slumdog Millionaire was stupid. I didn't like it at all. I liked it, but I didn't think it was, I don't know. I didn't think it should have been held as high as it was. Like, I thought it was a nice movie, but well, with some torture, but a nice movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we get like the worst David Fincher movie. I think like, I'm not a fan of Benjamin Button at all. No. So, 
I think it's a technical marvel, but that's about it. for the time. But that's about it. Yeah. So I really think boring. I think they should do something where like every few years they revisit the best picture nominees, and then like see how well the movie's aged, and then like just take the award away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on second you thought, you're technically the best picture award winner, but you know, looking back at it now, we kind of made a mistake. So we're gonna go ahead and give it to somebody else. Russ, that sounds like an excellent idea for a show. You know what? Considering a, how a bad the Oscars and... were this year, they should have fucking totally done that. Just taken yeah. like all the best picture nominees of the like of this century, and just like reawarded them. Just redone the whole fucking thing. It would have made for a much that. better show. We should make the bro the bro awards, brotato awards. You get a brotato. Yeah, it's just like a like a spud. <laughs> I know potatoes are nice and cheap. Yeah, they're, I'm sure we can. We get some nice russets for dirt cheap. We're, <laughs> Fuck. We're the, the Spuddy Awards. There we go. Perfect. We've got it. Boom. Um. Well, this one's considered by many to be like arguably one of the best superhero movies of all time. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this. If you were to rank this amongst the best, uh, Adam, I'll start with you. Where would you put the Dark Knight on the Mount Rushmore superhero movies? Would it be on there? Uh, it would be on the Mount Rushmore of superhero movies. Um, now, are we uh, doing f- like the four presidents, the four uh, best superhero movies? Because I don't. You know. You do the people. the Mount Rushmore, the medal stand, however you want to rank them. We'll just do the top okay. five. Would you put it in the top five? I would put it in the top five. Yes. Would it be number one? It would not be number one. I'm sorry. So, uh, curiosity, what would be your number one? Uh, my number one uh, superhero movie is uh, completely nostalgia for me, so bear with me. It's the 89 Batman. Okay, that's a good point. Like I was hoping that it was not going to be something off the wall. No. I do love the 89 Batman. That was almost going to be this episode, but I like the Dark Knight a little bit better. Uh, Luke, what about you, man? Where, where would this one rank for you? Yeah, uh, it's probably in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um it's I think it's more it's easier to revisit than some of the MCU movies, which I love. I'm mm-hmm. not dogging the MCU movies. I'm, I'm bonkers for them. But we have one devoted fan that like loves the MCU and he would I think you know him and he would probably try to hunt you down. If you <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, th- I think it's it's not my I don't think it's the best. But yeah, it's it's top probably top three for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke, Lucas, what about you, man? Where to, where do you rank this one up? Yeah, it's it's top three for me, probably top two. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know where I would rank it really in the top three. Probably top two. Um, I don't think it would be my number one. I'm really. I know that it had a lot of problems and a lot of people. You know, it's it's not everybody's favorite, but I'm I really loved Endgame. Um, I love the emotion in that movie. Um, I thought the pacing was really good in it. I'd probably say the dark Knight is probably my second favorite superhero movie. I like that. Yeah. See, like, like with Endgame, like I liked it, but I think that sometimes the feelings of like where it's ranked, if you've seen it in the movie theater, it has a different feel to it than if you were to watch it at home mm-hmm. and you kind of, yeah. it's like when you go to like a really good concert, the band could be shitty, but if you just are in that moment in that pocket, it's like a different feeling. And I prefer, I personally prefer Infinity War over Endgame. Well, but, see, uh, the thing is, like, 
you need all the other movies to make that movie what it is. You can't have Endgame right. be the same without the entire MCU behind it. And I think that's what makes it so uniquely good, is that yeah. it has, you know, what, 23, 22, 23 other movies that, you know, made it that way. Mm-hmm. But this is a Batman show, guys. We're not talking about Marvel. <laughs> okay. We'll save, we'll save Endgame for another time. Um, I personally, it's my favorite superhero movie of all time. It just like, I love how gritty and real it feels when you watch it. It really, it's like one of those movies to me that, you could take Batman and, and the Joker out and just put like a cop and like a crook and it's the same movie. Yeah. And I, I just love it for that. It's like the, the most grounded superhero movie that I can think of anyways. Like it feels like it's just a cops and robbers movie, but it has superheroes mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. You can almost say that it, it almost has the feeling like it kind of kickstarted where all the Marvel movies kind of feel real. Cause even with Iron Man, it still kind of feels a little, you know, somewhat cartoonish. And then after the dark night, everything kind of started to feel, you know, like, Oh, I could actually see Batman defending, you know, my city from bad guys. Well, I think too, this actually started a really bad trend because I think DC like is trying to emulate how successful Mm -hmm. the rest of their movies are. And they're making some of their characters dark when they don't need to be like man of steel. Shouldn't be that fucking grim. It shouldn't be, but it is. Like yeah. super Superman's a like a light character that is like as good as good can be, and a, like he's fucking killing people. Like this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And I think it started a bad trend for those. Like they kind of corrected a little bit with Wonder Woman, and even Aquaman. Aquaman's a fucking fun movie. And it's yeah. kind of completely different than the rest of the stuff they've done. But yeah, it's just it's it really like they've made some of their characters so grim that like. Like the anything that they did after the Dark Knight Rises for a while sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they corrected it some with like Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and then the Snyder Justice League cut. But don't forget Shazam. That was uh, Shazam is good. I, I Shazam. love Shazam. I'm excited yeah. that they're making a sequel. It's um, super like it's visually dark though. I don't know like, but it's really really good. I yeah, love that. It's movie. A very fun movie. That's that's where they need to go. Um, the last question I have for you guys before we get into the categories is the best portrayal of Batman and the Joker. Where do you think Bale and Ledger land in this this category? Adam, I think we already know what you... You, you almost <laughs> ended the podcast right off I'm the bat. <laughs> so, Adam, I'm going to lead off with you. Okay, so uh, Bale and um, Ledger are probably both number two on my list. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, Keaton and uh, Nicholson as cinematic Joker and Batman are my favorites. Fair enough. Luke, um, what about you? Oh, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go I, ahead. I can explain why, but it would take a really long time. I don't want <laughs> Yeah, we try to keep these around an hour, and we've yeah. already dove into like the MCU, which is completely <laughs> unnecessary. So. <laughs> So, uh, Lucas, what about you? Where do you rank these two at? Because I think it's always like when you're talking about any of the Batman movies, especially when the Joker's involved, you have to kind of talk about everybody that's done these. So oh, what do you I love think? Val Kilmer. He absolutely killed it. No, okay, get out. Fucking, well, yeah. I guess I'm now the show is ending. <laughs> that's a Bush League opinion. After all the absences he's had and that, he's just fired. That's like... Yeah, that's like, or <laughs> shit can. Like, I'm going to put out a, want, uh, like a Help Wanted ad. In the papers tomorrow, in the trades. I'm <laughs> it. 
No. Um, as far as Batman portrayals, I would say Keaton is the best Batman. Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. Um, and then this is the best Joker because uh, Jack Nicholson as Joker is fucking awful. Well, well, we'll get into that. That's the, my opinion. Well, we'll let's opinion. hear from uh, the, the guest and then we'll we'll get into that. Luke, what about you? Uh, I think the way that Christian Bale and Heath Ledger's Batman and Joker respectively play off each other is the best. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I like. I like Jack Nicholson more as uh, the Joker just because it's insane. And it's like the Joker I grew up with and mm. the, he's straight from the comic books. But uh, I don't think the dynamic between him and Michael Keaton were as good as like just the scenes between Christian Bale and Heath Ledger are so good. Mm. Like, and it's, I, I think if you put them together, they're my favorite, but separately they're not say I, I don't even know who my favorite Batman is I mean I got a soft spot for Keaton but I don't know I just like the way Christian Bale just pummels the shit out of people in yeah. these movies <laughs> like it it hurts to watch like they put weight behind him in these movies yeah I I've always judged Batman by like if the actor could play both well and I love like if you were to take Michael Keaton, Batman, just as Batman by himself, he's probably my favorite, but I don't buy him for one second as a playboy. I don't know. He just kind of looks like a, like a loan officer or a, like a school teacher when he's Bruce Wayne. It's true. And I just, I I don't buy it. And I think Bale and even like Ben Affleck, I think pull off Bruce Wayne much better. Yeah. And, um, uh, forget about that. And then, um, I think in terms of Joker, like I love Jack Nicholson's Joker, but like I don't know, like Heath Ledger's Joker is just fucking frightening. Like he is scary. Like, and I always thought Jack Nicholson's Joker is kind of like if Jack Nicholson were an actual criminal, (laughs) and he got, you know, he got like a little wild, and he's going to commit a crime, and he falls into a vat of chemicals, and then like he his face ends up white and he becomes the Joker. It's like, okay, you're seeing this shit in the newspaper. Like Jack Nicholson's gone crazy. He thinks he's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger makes you like feel like somebody that would terrorize a city like that. Yeah. But Luke brings up a very interesting point that I think, uh, Heath Ledger and Christian Bale's Batman and Joker, like, yeah, that dynamic, you really see both sides of like, they're the same person, but they're just, they straddle the line just barely. You know, and I think that that dynamic works much better, especially with like Keaton and uh, Nicholson's Batman and Joker. Like it's basically like you set him up like, OK, he killed his parents, which I really didn't care for that, that at all. And like they only really they have like a couple of brief meetings and even like the, the climax is just kind of like, OK, he's saving Vicky Vale and he beats him up in the bell tower. That's about it. But you get that whole scene in the Dark Knight with the interrogation scene, and you know the Joker's just kind of like you can tell he's getting under his skin, and Batman wants to do more than he can, and yeah, I think that's a that's probably the best s- summary that you can put with those two is like that them together is probably the best, I think. But uh, in terms of Batman, I'd probably say Christian Bale a little bit, although I hate his voice. I hate that <laughs> voice. Not wearing hockey pads. 
<laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, the tail of the tape real quick. Movie came out uh, July 18th, 2008. Directed by Chris Nolan. Stars Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Michael Caine, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 94% from critics and 94% from audiences. Uh, $1.5 billion box office take on a $185 million budget. That's insane. That's yeah. a shit ton of money. Especially for 2008. Yeah. Uh, nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Sound Editing and a Best Supporting Actor nomination for Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker. And you can currently watch this on HBO Max. So Now, um, 2008 was the Great Recession, wasn't it? So making that much money is even more insane, isn't it? Well, I mean, at the time, like I don't think there's too many movies that... I mean, granted... Adjusted for inflation, there's a few, but yeah, that was an insane number for that period. I mean, now it's commonplace. Like, the fuck, the Fast and Furious movies are doing that. Marvel movies are doing that. It's not a big as big of a deal as it used to be, but man, like, yeah, a billion dollars, like, that was a fucking shit ton of money. I think there might have been five or six movies that had done it before that. Yeah, it's, it's, that's an insane amount of money. Well, I mean, with audiences and critics actually agreeing on a superhero movie is kind of insane, too. Yeah, um, we're gonna start diving into the categories now. Uh, you want to do Lucas uh, since uh, you're coming back finally, and I don't know if you'll be uh, back again anytime soon. Uh, what category do you want to start off with first? I'll let you choose, since this uh, could be your last episode with... for a while. Yeah, you never know. I might. Just <laughs> I know. It's like I don't know from week to show. week. Um, let's do best scene first. Okay, sounds good. I drink. Your milkshake. I drink it up. I have uh, five here that I always nominate. Uh, we'll discuss. Um, I have the opening scene, the bank robbery scene. Fucking love it. Like that is heat. Like Chris Nolan almost like steals very heavily from heat. You even get William Fichter in it, who was in heat. So. <laughs> Um, I have the uh, the scene where uh, the Joker uh, comes into the, the back of the kitchen with all the, the mob bosses of Gotham and the, the how about a magic trick line. Really cool because that just kind of shows you, like, this guy isn't to be fucked with. Like, he means business. And he's, like, just basically, like, just talking shit to everybody. Say something about, like, their balls dropped off and even just basically just telling it they need to kill Lau and who's a useless character, but we'll, we won't get into that. Um, I have the truck chase sequence with the, you know, it culminates in the Joker yelling, hit me in the street. Really cool. Um, then I have the, uh, where Batman and uh, Jim Gordon are trying to save Rachel and Harvey Dent. And it comes to say, basically the Joker kind of fools them. And then Batman goes after Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon can't get to Rachel in time. And then the Joker blows up the hospital. Uh, do you guys have any that you want to add? Uh, somebody can go ahead and lead off first. The only one that I would maybe add is when um, is the real tense scene on the boat with the bombs, and the uh, you know the criminals are deciding whether or not to blow up the other people to save themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and they decide against it. I think I think that that whole scene is really tense. 
It's tense, but I also don't think it's really necessary for this movie. That's why I didn't put it in there. I mean, it's a a good scene, but I I just don't really get (laughs) the point of it. Well, I think it's too... I think Joker is trying to justify his insanity to himself and to Batman. Uh Kind of trying to show him, like, hey, this is look how people really are. And they prove him wrong. And I think he's trying to justify how people are to himself in that scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Adam, what about you, man? Uh, I actually didn't have any to add to your list. Uh, my favorite scene is the uh, scene with the mob bosses. I mean, uh, I really like Heath Ledger's performance in that scene. Yeah. At least the movie for me. I remember uh, I went to a Halloween party as the Joker. But just imagine like the Joker with like 60 extra pounds, 60 or 70 extra pounds on him. <laughs> and there was a drunk girl at the party that just kept the whole night badgering me to do like, do the magic trick again. I'm like, I'm not going to ram a pencil into somebody's face. It's murder. <laughs> like, I'm not, it's not that kind of party. Uh, Luke, do you have any other you want to add to this category before we kind of discuss? Uh, I don't – I'm sorry if you said it. I, I don't think I caught it, but um, I don't think it's my favorite scene or anything, but the uh, the whole Hong Kong scene I think is really cool. Like That is a I, cool scene too, and like – if you ever seen that in the IMAX, like that takes mm-hmm. on a whole new definition in the IMAX. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's not one of my favorites. Just kind of a shout. I, th- I think it's a really cool scene. It is and a cool plus, scene. Yeah. And that's Batman like, outside of Gotham. <laughs> yeah. And like, seriously, it's one of those scenes where like, if you seen that at the IMAX, you seriously feel like you're on top of that building with him. Like the IMAX cameras in like this movie are fucking insane. And that's like, yeah. It, and then when he drops down, he swoops down, it kind of gives you that roller coaster feeling for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, for me, like, I think it's the whole truck chase sequence. Like, where he, the tr- like, he's chasing after Harvey Dent. Like, the truck flips over, which I had mm-hmm. fucking never seen anything like that in a movie before. And that was like an actual stunt, too. It's not CGI yeah. or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, for me, I think when uh, Joker blows up the hospital. Just because yeah. Heath Ledger not like that was all filmed as one like sequence when he walks out and then walks onto the bus and he doesn't even flinch when the shit's blown up behind him. That's insane. The one thing I noticed, I actually I watched that recently and I one thing that kind of irks me about that scene, I love it, but like why did it take the Joker taking the surgical mask off for Harvey Dent to realize that's the Joker? <laughs> he was like, yeah. wasn't he like turned around with a bad wig on or something? Yeah, the bad yeah. wig. I mean, still his face is painted completely white with the black eyes, rings around yeah. his eyes. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I was watching like a behind the scenes of that whole thing. One, I didn't know that was an act. They demoed a building for that, a real building for that scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it was. I don't know. It was really interesting since I had, you know, a little extra time tonight to, uh, <laughs> I, I visited some of the behind the scenes videos and, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. And yeah, that, that truck scene, I watched the whole thing where they were show like talking about how they put like this crazy hydraulic thing on the bottom of this semi truck to flip it. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to give a couple uh, quick nods too. When you're, since we're throwing out shoutouts, I really love the Batman and Joker interrogation sequence. Mm-hmm. That's a really good scene, and it's almost like my favorite scene. And I don't know why I put it in there. Maybe you could combine it with the truck truck chase sequence too, because I guess it's kind of a part of that. 
But I love that yeah. scene because it really it like when Luke touched on it earlier, it really it shows like Batman and the Joker are the same person. It just takes one of them to just kind of come over the line a little bit, and they're like, like Batman. All Batman has to do is like maim or kill somebody, and then he's the Joker because it's a, they're the same person. So mm-hmm. I love that sequence too, and I also like when uh, the Joker raids uh, Bruce Wayne's penthouse at the party. And you get yeah. the how did I get these scars? You wanna know how I got these mm-hmm. scars? And then uh get a cameo from a US senator. Yeah, Patrick Leahy from Vermont's in that scene too. I did it in the research. <laughs> but actually that'll knock one of the uh the fun facts out of here. So uh so what are we going with as the winner for the best scene of the movie? We have to come to an agreement. <sighs> Last week was too easy. Like we agreed on everything. Yeah. Um, Lucas, you wouldn't know because you weren't on. Oof. <laughs> Harsh. All right. Then Lucas, what you you say what the best scene is then and we'll see if we agree or not. Uh you know. Truck chase scene, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I still I still like the whole hospital scene the best. That's really yeah, cool. I yeah. I can I can give the nod to that. I would be okay with that. I like that scene. I mean, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that one. The best scene in the movie is the the hospital chase or the hospital blowing up, just because it's kind of like I, I for, if anything, it's just like him like the gat or the detonator won't work, and it kind of lightens the mood for a brief moment. Yeah. And then like, oh shit, it did blow up. All right, Lucas, since uh, you're kind of playing co-host tonight, what scene or category are we doing now? Uh, let's go ahead and jump into research corner. Okay. All right. Um, I have quite a few. Um, most of them are like box office numbers, like uh, the biggest opening weekend with $158 million. I know they got at least $40 in my money. Seeing it twice and, you know, buying an extra ticket. Uh, had a single day gross of $67.2 million. Um I thought this was kind of funny, too. Uh, the Dark Knight made more money in its first six days of release than Batman Begins did during its entire theatrical run. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, like, Batman Begins is pretty good, but it's it's a different tier for Dark Knight for me. Well, the Dark Knight had a lot of steam going into it, too. I mean, like, you had the Heath Ledger death. They had a fucking awesome marketing campaign for this. I mean, the, the buzz wasn't quite on par with the 89 Batman, but it was close. Like I know, like I was fucking super excited for this movie to come out. Like I don't get pumped for movies too much anymore, but like I was July couldn't get here fast enough when this was coming out. Um, got some, uh, Joker, uh, casting. What ifs, uh, Paul Bettany, Robin Williams, Steve Carell, and Adrian Brody were all rumored at one point to be up for the role of the Joker. However, Chris Nolan is on record as saying that Heath Ledger was his first and really his only choice for the role. Which, as it should be, good yeah. call, Chris. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon was offered the role of Harvey Dent, but couldn't take it due to a scheduling conflict while filming Clint Eastwood's Invictus. Liev Schreiber, Josh Lucas, and Mark Ruffalo were also considered. Uh, I could probably see Matt Damon doing it, although I love Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, like uh, Matt Damon, like I, like I think uh, Mark Ruffalo is too neurotic to play Harvey Dent. 
I don't think I, he could pull it off. And I think Leah Schreiber could have done Two-Face, but I don't think he would have been a good Harvey Dent. And mm. I don't even really have an opinion on Josh Lucas. Sorry, Josh Lu- Lucas, but I just don't. I don't even know who that is. Man, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm just thinking of Mark Ruffalo in, like, Spotlight and, uh, or something like that. That's what it was called, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, where he's <laughs> the newspaper reporter. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a really good movie. He would have been a super tragic Harvey Dent because he's very likable. He uh, is, he is, but but he's um, also he has a like uh, he's kind of neurotic though, and I just don't think he could. You're right. I just don't think he could neurotic in that movie. (laughs) Yeah, I think he could have. Like, I don't think he would have been a good Joker, but I think he could have been the Joker more than he could have been Harvey Dent. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 intrigued by Adrian Brody. As the Joker, I don't now, know why. I think it's out of that he's list, he—he's the only one I could possibly see. <laughs> yeah, he could have been interesting. He's a good actor. Um, Katie Holmes had to drop out of uh, the Dark Knight due to filming Mad Money. Smart choice. Uh, Isla Fisher, Rachel McAdams, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Emily Blunt were considered as replacements before Maggie Gyllenhaal was cast. I, I don't know. They could have put a cardboard box as Rachel yeah. Dawes, and it would have been better than Katie Holmes. Like she's the the worst thing about Batman Begins. I just don't buy her as an assistant DA at all. No, buy her as an actress. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a big Katie Holmes fan. Sorry. I think yeah. Apparently, Tom Cruise char- isn't anymore either. That character as a whole is. I don't know if anybody could elevate that one-dimensional nothing character <laughs> yeah like it's, now, i thought it's maggie Jill hall was an improvement but yeah like i yeah. i don't really care for the character at all either like they could have taken it out and i'd have been okay with it mm-hmm. i mean i guess Kill. it gives harvey dent motivation i guess that's probably the main reason why she's in there but you know Plus, you, it makes it that much better with her final fate in the movie so yeah <laughs> <laughs> bitch you gone <laughs> um before Heath Ledger was cast, Michael Caine said he didn't think anyone could top Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker. He came around once Ledger was cast saying that he's the one actor that he could see pulling it off. And then during the filming of their first scene together, Ledger scared Michael Caine to the point where he forgot his lines. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> Michael yeah. Caine needs to grow a pair. Well, either that or just like Heath Ledger's that fucking scary as the Joker, too. Which, uh, towards the end of my research, uh, that some of the shit he did f- to prepare for this role is kind of creepy, too. Um, the Joker licking his lips a lot throughout the movie was uh, due to the prosthetics around his mouth kept falling off. Like, the glue kept coming undone, so he had to keep licking his lips to get it to stay on. And then he just kind of added it as part of the character. Okay, like, mm. one of his tics. Because you notice he does it all the time, so... I thought that was kind of cool. Um, here's one that, uh, since Luke mentioned the skyscraper in Hong Kong, uh, that's actually Christian Bale up there. Wow. Go Christian Bale. I would have never done that. <laughs> uh, we touched real quick. Uh, I said Patrick Leahy, the senator from Vermont, is at the Bruce Wayne dinner party. Well, I don't think, honestly, I don't know why I even put that in there. I don't think anyone really gives a shit outside of anybody <laughs> that lives in Vermont. Well, he does. <laughs> well, he does, and the people live in Vermont. Um, Vermont. Woo. <laughs> they're getting a shout out we're going to get a listen tonight down in Vermont is Concord in Vermont 
<laughs> I don't. It's Vermont. Real. Any any geography majors out there? I think they finally got a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They got a Walmart, and then they, I think they got a J.C. Penney. I think it's one of the that only w- ones that are still open. The one person that listened in Vermont is like, "Fuck these guys! I'm not doing it." Yeah, anymore. we just lost our fan base in Vermont now. <laughs> Sorry, Vermont. We'll make it up to you. Um, Heath Ledger locked himself in a motel room for six weeks to dig into the psychology of the Joker. This is where he developed the voice and the laugh so he could make his character stand out and not be an impression of Jack Nicholson. His inspiration for the look is a combination of Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols and Malcolm McDowell's Alex DeLong from A Clockwork Orange. I can see that. Yeah. So that's what I got. Uh, You guys got anything you want to add to this? Yeah, um, so we were talking about the uh, the SWAT chase being, you know, one of the better scenes. Um, actually, during the filming of that, an IMAX camera was destroyed, and it was one of only four IMAX cameras in the world at the time, mm-hmm. and it cost $250,000. You know, I, I also, like, touching on that, I also read that, like, the scene, I, I think I read somewhere, like, I think it's true, it sounds like the bank scene because I know that was shot with an IMAX camera. It seems like that all the voice work is like post production. Like they seem like they're moving their mouths, but you can. I, I don't. I just get a feeling that it's kind of dubbed over. But I heard those yeah. IMAX cameras are extremely loud. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What else yeah, you got, Lucas? <laughs> that's, that's about the only one I really got. I mean, uh, you pretty much touched on uh, most of it uh, that I was going to say. Well, I was going to give you a few of them, but I also didn't know if you're going to be on here tonight. So, like, fuck it, I'll just keep them for myself. Damn, I'm going to beat that horse into the ground just to let you know. There's probably going to be a couple more zingers coming at you. Well, I tell you what, the Katie Holmes movie that she was in, it got a 22% rating on Rotten Tomatoes for her skipping out on this. That or could be the movie sucks too. I mean, that's essentially Diane. That's got Diane Keaton in it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and that's what I was saying. That's what she gets for fucking bowing out yeah. on this movie. Well, I, I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think anybody was really disappointed by that. I'm pretty sure Chris Nolan's like, okay, cool, we get somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we could get someone else in a very, like, I'm sure his British accent's much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> uh, Adam, do you have any extra facts you want to add to this? I have a, I have a couple that are uh, Are they fun? They're fun facts. Okay, cool. That's all we need. It's fun facts. Uh there are only two official Lego figures that are released under this movie's label. And they are, of course, Batman and the Joker. And uh, they came in the set uh, of the model, uh, builder's model of the Tumblr. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, if you have one of those little Lego figures, that's probably a collector's item. Okay. Um, and uh, then uh, the other fact that I had was that uh, this is the first Batman movie where Batman does not use any batarangs. Hmm. Oh, this is also the first Batman to not have Batman in the title. Yes. Also fun facts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like uh, they probably had it ready. The Lego set where he, uh, the Joker's holding the knife to Rachel Dawes's face, but then they probably just canceled <laughs> it at the last minute. <laughs> okay, kids, we won't do that one. I only have one more fact. Uh, this uh, in 2020, the film was. Uh, selected for preservation in the National Film Registry and the Library of Congress. 
uh, for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. And it is the only, uh, it is the second DC movie to be selected uh, after Superman. That makes sense. So That's see right cool. there, they they know that this is the best Batman movie. Uh, Luke, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, I I do not have any fun facts. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> do you have any sad facts? We'll take those too. Uh, I think everybody knows the saddest fact. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played, sir. All right. Well, I guess that leads us to the King Kong ain't got shit on me award for best quote of the movie. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I mean, there's a couple pretty significant ones in here. Um, I have Why So Serious by the Joker. Uh, Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Harvey Dent, which has become my life's motto. Um, uh, I also have Jim Gordon. He's Because he's the hero that Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it. Because he's not our hero, he's our silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight, which anyone that listens to this show knows I like it when they put the name of the, the title of the movie in a, <laughs> yeah. a line of dialogue. Fucking love it. Um, I'm not want, on here enough to know that. You're not. <laughs> Get with the program, dude. Um, you want to know how I got these scars? And then, uh, I don't know if this makes anyone's list, but I also love when... Uh, Heath Ledger pulls his mask off at the bank robbery sequence and says, whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Fucking love that. Um, anyone got anything they want to add to that before we decide the winner? Yes. Go yes, ahead. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Okay, are you going to do the impression? I know you did no, it once already, but we can do it again. <laughs> no, I already did it once. So I'm not gonna do it I know it takes this toll on your voice. <laughs> Luke, but, I think uh, we, we used to throw that line around quite a bit back in our work it, days, didn't we? We did. And it, it really does just destroy your vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get deep. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're pulling that out of your stomach. <laughs> Maybe even further down than that to get that out. And it feels like you just smoked like two packs of Winston Unfiltered. <laughs> uh, either... Uh, Either one of you other gentlemen that haven't chimed in yet, you got a, anything you want to add? Uh, I just have one. It's not like super memorable, but like uh, rewatching one that really struck me was uh, it's it's the scene with the uh, hostages and like like you know they the hostages are the terrorists and the or and whatever you know what I'm talking about. Towards we know we know where you're going. All yeah, five, and, uh, pe- all five people listening to the show have seen the movie, so yeah, we know where you're going. But, uh, it's where uh, Batman's like, you know, I'm not gonna do the voice. He's like, "Give me five minutes," and you know, he's fighting with Jim Gordon, and Jim Gordon just starts screaming at him. He's like, "We have to save Harvey Dent," and then he said, "I have to save Harvey Dent." I was like, "Man, that hit hard." I really <laughs> like the way Gary Oldman threw that line out there, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's just it was really good. That is a good one. Um. Maybe- yeah, not as memorable, but it's still a good it, line, though. It's really good. A lot of good dialogue in this one. Uh, anyone else? Lucas? <laughs> no, nope. You covered all of them that I uh, that I liked. Um, I personally, I'm going to, I I'm going to go with the die hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That seems to be between that and why so serious. But I kind of dig the the meaning of the die hero one a little bit more. So I'm going to go with that one as my winner. Any arguments? Um, 
I like, uh, well, I think Why So Serious is more well-known. So it's probably, I would say. Well, I don't know. Like one. the Why So Serious and the Die Hero, I hear them all the time. Like those are the two, I think, mm. most iconic lines of the movie. Because yeah. they've even used the Die Hero thing in like it's, it's sports references too. So like LeBron was kind of like that when he left Cleveland for Miami. You know, like I heard that constantly shortly after that news cycle started. So I'd say it's between those two. Yeah, I would say uh, probably die hero or a little long enough to uh, see yourself become the villain. I think that's the one I would choose. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like that one wins. Sorry, Lucas. But if you were on the show more, you might have had a better shot. I can't win them all. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, so that brings us to the Lou Brown Give Him the Heater Award for the a uh, bit performer that brings the most heat. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Um, I have, uh, is it Cillian or Killian Murphy? Luke, you got to help me out. This, if anyone... I, I think it's Cillian, but I might just be saying it like that. <laughs> well, I think it. there's not a single episode where I've gotten every single name right. Like, I fucked up somebody's name. And I'm surprised that no one gives me shit over it. In this category, I'm going to have two, so... But uh, we're gonna go with Cillian Murphy because that's how it looks. That looks like that's how it's pronounced. So, anyway. okay. I'm good with that. Okay, I have uh, him as the scarecrow. I have William Fickner as the bank manager, and then I have Keith Sabakja as Detective Stevens. He's the the cop that uh, when the Joker's in the the holding cell, and he's basically telling him about how many you know he's telling him how many of his friends he killed. And he just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I don't care if anyone's looking. I'm just going to, like, beat the shit out of this guy. And it turns out he gets worked by the Joker. Yeah. And then he throws in that line uh, when they're putting the mob bosses in the car. It says, uh, have a nice trip. See you next fall. Which I don't understand why, like, a man of that age says something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my son doesn't even say shit like that anymore. Uh, I'm going to give it to him just for that line. Because that takes some balls to say that. It does. I like... uh... I like Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow. I like him too, but um, I mean, he's more of a central character in the other movie too. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Luke, do you have any? It's Fickner. Doesn't matter. If he's in a movie, he's a bit part, and he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. William Fickner, it is. Um, last scene or last category is who wins the movie? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. <laughs> yeah, it's Heath Ledger. I, you know, I want to say Oldman, but it's Heath Ledger by like a mile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to give it to Chris Nolan because like he's taken like the superhero world and you know, like kind of brought like a uh, like realism to it. Yeah, like I plus said he earlier, just makes really fucking cool movies. He does. Um, but I wanted to give it to him because like he kind of started to shape superhero movies differently. And like, this is the first movie in that realm. that got taken seriously. Yeah. But yeah, Heath Ledger, like he's crafted one of the most memorable villains in movie history. So I got to give it to him. Mm-hmm. I agreed. Well, that was fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super easy. All right. Well, I guess uh, do either any of you guys got anything you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up, put a bow on it. I think we uh, I think we covered everything pretty well at the beginning. So, man, mm-hmm. I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. I, I would just like to say, as long as I'm allowed, I'll be back next week. Okay, cool. 
Good deal. Well, Lucas will return next week. We promise. Well, I'm not going to promise because you don't Something promise like anything anymore. I've got two kids. I know not to promise anything anymore. He will do his best to be here next week. <laughs> All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on all the social media platforms, and uh, we will return next Monday with an all-new episode. Lucas, uh, what do we got on tap next Monday? We have the Born Identity. Ooh, that ought to be a banger. We haven't done a spy movie yet. Yeah, it's. I'm excited about it, although we talked about this. I, I consider Batman kind of a spy, just a little uh, bit. We'll save it for next week. <laughs> all right. All right, well, until next Monday, we will uh, talk at you guys later. Bye, everybody. Deuces.